Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico and normally alongside uh, joining me is my co-host LPJ professional Cindy Miller but she is off again this week on another adventure and we'll talk to her next week when she comes back as to what she's been up to um, this week but uh, I'm uh, hosting the show myself this morning so uh, welcome everybody. Um, I got two great guests, two young ladies that are going to be joining me this morning. Uh, one of them is waiting in the wings right now. Hey, man, Kim, of course, she's the winner of the fourth annual Murphy USA El Dorado shootout. And then a little bit later in the show, I'm going to be joined back again by somebody who was actually on the show on July 31st, uh, Kendall Dye. She was the winner of this uh, past week's uh, annual, uh, second annual Guardian Championship. So she's going to be coming back here on the second half, joining me for the second time on the show uh, but let me just remind everybody before I bring Heyman uh, out onto the show uh, that we are live every Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And the best way to follow us, folks, is to do this. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or just simply type in women of golf into the search key and that will take you to the main page. And, of course, we'll be there uh, Tuesdays from 9 to 10 front and center. For some reason, if you can't join us live, just visit that link and scroll down to the on-demand section. All of our shows, uh, even though they are live broadcast, uh, are also auto-recorded, so you can scroll down to the on-demand section uh, if you can't join us live and listen when it's convenient uh, for you uh, to one of the recorded versions, not just this morning's show, but you can go back into the archives section and check out maybe some of the previously aired shows that you might have missed. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Some other great ways, uh, other social media platforms that you can tune into the show is if you go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and also TalkStreamLive.com as well. And again, just type in uh, Women of Golf uh, in the search key, and you can listen on those great social media platforms. Of course, I update on all social media, uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter, and also uh, on LinkedIn. You can check out as well uh, all of the posts there uh, as we indicate who's going to be on uh, each given week. So I usually post those uh, the night before the show's. And also don't forget to join me Thursday evening um, for Golf Talk Live, which is my premium show, and that airs from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Always start off with a great uh, round of Coach's Corner, uh, panel discussion, and then I usually have a great uh, interesting guest to follow on the second half of the show uh, that I'll interview. So make sure you choose to uh, tune in Thursday to Golf Talk Live as well. And uh, again, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live for that show. And again, all of the other social media platforms that I just mentioned, uh, you'll get updates there. And you can also tune in on some of the other platforms. Um, some other great ways to reach out to the program here as well. Uh, you're always welcome to call in and speak to either Cindy or I. Uh, of course, Cindy's not here this week, but uh, you, can, you can talk to me if you want. Uh, the number to call is area code 347-945-5855. 
Uh, or you can certainly reach out with any comments or questions you might have to either Cindy or myself. And Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. And mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. All right, my first guest this morning, I've uh, actually been talking to her a little bit off air here, just kind of getting a little familiar with one another. And I'm going to bring her out now here. But let me just tell you a little bit about her. Uh, her name is Heyman Kim. Of course, she is the winner of the fourth annual Murphy USA El Dorado shootout, which uh, took place uh, a couple of weeks ago. And on Sunday, September 16th, she captured her second, uh, second career professional win. Uh, she's a native of Seoul. She finished with a 500 par overall, uh, showing to secure victory at the Mystic Creek Golf Club uh, at that particular tournament and uh, actually won by three strokes. Uh, the performance launched uh, Kim 66 spots in the Volvic race for the car to number 31. Uh, she took uh, this past week off to heal uh, a shoulder injury. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that on air. Uh, but even so, only moved back one position in the rankings. Uh, she's going to be in the field for the Iowa Golf Classic uh, before ending the year from October 4th to 7th at the Symmetra Tour Championship in, of course, Daytona Beach, Florida. That'll round out uh, the uh, final uh, tournament for the Symmetra Tour of this year. But anyways, let me welcome my very special guest this morning, Heyman Kim. Good morning, Heyman. Good morning. Well, thank you, first off, for, for joining me this morning on the Women of Golf Show. And, of course, uh, most importantly, congratulations on your, your recent win. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me today. It's really, um, oh, I'm kind of nervous. To on the live well, radio show, you know. <laughs> well, it's always uh, I listen just to make you feel good. I always get a little bit nervous too sometimes because you never know what to say sometimes. And and uh, but uh, you're you're doing fine. You did great off air, and I have no problem. You'll do uh, very well um, this morning. But again, thank you for for joining me. All right. So before we talk about the tournament a little bit and about your win, um, you were telling me a little bit, which was kind of I found a little bit humorous, but. Uh, you were telling me about your, your shoulder injury, and I thought, well, maybe you hurt it out in the golf course, but you didn't. So why don't you just share a little bit with the audience um, how you yeah, sort of injured uh, your shoulder. Uh... <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Um, I mean, I should have taken a break, but anyway, I had to drive like 12 hours to, um, where is it, Arkansas from from Garden City, Kansas. And I was kind of rushing it because I didn't want to drive um, half and half. And I, I really wanted to get there as much as I can. So anyway, I was driving maybe, I think I drove like five straight. And I, I took a quick break to put the gas on there. And um, I start driving again right away. No break. I, didn't, I really didn't deserve break. Uh -oh. <laughs> so anyway, so I was driving and I was kind of bored. And I didn't real, really realize about my posture, and then I sh I hurt my re and my neck and sh um, neck and shoulder on the left, and it got worse on Tuesday. So I was so miserable. I was not sure I can play. I was able to play the tournament, or or do I need to skip this tournament and I I need to skip another tournament next week again? So I was kind of miserable, but it gets better slowly and slowly, and I. Thankfully, I able to play the program on Wednesday, um, Thursday, nine holes, which was great and start to warming up. And then um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I was I how I don't know how it works, but it works for me for that week for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it was nothing more uh, more serious. Hey, man, 
there, there's nothing worse than, you know, coming into a tournament and you're just not feeling 100%. And uh, I hope you, uh, as I mentioned to you off air, I hope you learned a valuable lesson that you need to get out and take those breaks, even when you're just doing something as as simple as driving, because, you know, as we were discussing, you know, something that they've they've done studies on here lately, over the last few years, we've heard about, you know, people that work in offices that sit behind a computer desk all the time need to get up and move around because your body gets into that posture for such a long time that it, it puts a lot of pressure on the muscles and things like that. So, um, and then when you get out and do physical activity, like swinging a golf club or something else, then you're more prone to, uh, to more serious injury. So uh, remember next time when you're driving between tournaments, uh, hey man, get out, not just to pump the gas, but get out and take your, a little break, and <laughs> maybe do a few stretches, do a few stretches and, and uh, hopefully you won't run into that problem. But um, now, I want to talk a little bit about the tournament. Um, obviously, we're, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but um, a couple things sort of jumped out to me, particularly uh, on the final day. And and uh, you had a little bit of a shaky start there for the final uh, round at, at Mystic uh, Creek Golf Course. Uh, you actually bogeyed three of the first eight holes. Um, yeah. And really sort of dropped you down. Let me ask you from a, a mindset uh, perspective, if you will, when something like that happens, I mean, a lot of amateurs, you know, they're out there and, you know, they're uh, to, to them, a, one or two bogeys is nothing. I mean, they're, they're looking at eight, 10, 12 bogeys sometimes in their round. Um, but as a professional, <laughs> three, three bogeys can kind of potentially derail you mentally, uh, especially when they're, you know, in, in, uh, the early, uh, set of a tournament. What do you say to yourself at that point when you've now got these three bogeys under your belt for that final round and you're in contention, of course, to win? What do you say to yourself mentally to say, okay, I, I need to change this? What, what do you say? What's the, what's the, the thought process? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, well, I was reading about the kind of situation, the, like a books or some, a lot of articles. So we need to... Right. You know, think about the positive, or you need to stay strong and focused. But it's hard. It's so hard to um, forget about what I made, what I messed. Like the uh, last three bogey was was terrible, and I put uh, that makes all the girls um, be uh, the first uh, first um, position, like three or four girls all together. So I was like, it was so. Mm-hmm. It was kind of depressed, but I. First of all, I really appreciate how, I mean, I've been on the last group on the last day. Uh, first, I cannot, I mean, um, that's, I need to admit that. And um, and I was thinking about that. I tried to think about how appreciate I am right now. I mean, I was so struggled this whole year. Um, I, I didn't make, I just made a, like four cuts until that week. It was kind of depressing and uh, my shoulder injury was, um, it was happened, but it's getting better every day. And um, yeah, I tried to think about what I had, and I really I tried to think about how um, the the thing I ha- I made it this that week. It's like right. then um and uh, luckily I didn't make another uh, uh, some a uh, birdie and number nine hole. So that changes a lot. Like it changed whole game. Right. And then I start to uh, play a little more more comfortable even i made a bogey i feel like oh yeah i mean i'm still in the position i'm I, i'm still in happy mood so yeah that's that's right. only i can tell <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, that's a great answer. Well, what was really interesting, and I, and I want people to listening to the show, I want them to really appreciate and understand your position. Um, you were actually two shots ahead um, at the yeah. start, and those bogeys sort of dropped you into a different position. So, you know, here you are, you're leading the tournament, and suddenly now you're trying to scramble to catch back up. And you raised a very interesting port, um, Heyman, is that when you got to number nine and made that birdie, that changed once again your mindset to say, okay, hey, this is not so bad. I can, I can recover from this. And that helped propel you forward uh, and ultimately to win the tournament, correct? That's what I'm meaning. Yeah, and, and, and that's important. And so you, you mentioned also in, in, in uh, your response a moment ago, you mentioned about that you've been struggling uh, you know, throughout this year. What particularly have you been struggling with? What's been giving you the most difficulty this year that's, that's caused you to struggle somewhat? You know what? I still try to figure that out. <laughs> well, I because I've been hitting good on the range or on the golf course. I've been a little struggling with my putting, but it was not about uh, something particular part. I I think my mindset was I tried to force me so much, so I didn't really take my mm-hmm. any mistake when I make a even if it's a one bogey. I, I get really upset or I get really depressed, disappointed myself because I try so hard why it's not going well. So it's, it's going, it's going down and down and down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't know. And, um, and obviously the girls playing so well this year and there was a lot of under par cuts this year. And that's, that's mm. um, I think that also makes me nervous every year, every week because if I make a bogey, if I'm not making an under par, I'm going to miss another cut. You know, that kind of situation keep happen, happen again. And that kind of experience doesn't help me to look forward to next tournament whenever I make another little a little mistake. But, um, right. yeah, uh, so I was, when I was in, our, when I was playing, starting this um, tournament from Susus, I was kind of, relax because I feel like, oh, I can't, nothing I can really do. You know, I can, I just, I have to change my attitude of, of the week, uh, every week. Um, if mm-hmm. I, um, I, I really try hard to make me feel comfortable, talk more with my caddy and talk with other girls um, more than normal. I, I'm not a really talkative person, so I don't really talk too much with the with the players or, or with my friends or my, with my parents. Uh, I try to release myself so hard. Would you say then that you're more of an, what they call an introvert as opposed to an extrovert? An introvert is somebody that's more uh, a little quiet, maybe a little shyer, that type of thing. An extrovert yeah, is somebody I'm like me that's very, very uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very shy person. <laughs> I mean, even my language, um, English is obviously not my first language. I'm still trying working right. on it, and um, even my Korean is sometimes very um, nervy. I sometimes I don't know right. which word is pro- proper word to use in this situation. I yeah, just not um, comfortable talking with um, uh, in front of a lot of people or talking with people who doesn't really know about me. I don't want to get offended, and also I don't want to uh, make a some weird situation. 
Right. Well, and that's understandable, especially when there is. And, and let me just say, um, I think your English is, is very well. I, I, you know, I've spoken to many others from uh, from other parts of Asia, and uh, I know some obviously struggle quite a bit, and, and others uh, speak a little bit more fluently. But uh, you're, you're kind of, I would say, uh, above average when it comes to your English. I think you, you do very, very well. Um, it, it's oh, very easy very to much. understand you. You're and so polite. So, so, <laughs> well, that's just something to, uh, to you know, build on from there. Um, you know, what, what's interesting is you're, you're actually kind of a veteran of the Symmetra Tour. You, this is your seventh year that you've been out there, <laughs> yeah. so you really understand. What, no, and, I, and I mean yeah. that as a, as a positive. I mean that as a positive. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know, I know you want to – you're you're working uh, – I just mean you've been, you've been around the game. Uh, you've been around the game, obviously, for, for a number of years. This is not like your rookie year, so um, – but mm-hmm. you, you, you've just gotten your second win. So, obviously, that – that tells you, hey man, that you know what I know I can do it, and I, that's got to give you some good positive momentum to finish out this year. So, moving forward, even though there's only a few tournaments left, um, what are you going to do now uh, to hopefully maybe get that third win under your belt? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, after the win, it changed a lot of things my uh, my plan because i i'm look, now i get to look forward to maybe second stage exemption or maybe i right. can get into the top 10 too i mean it's, life is so unpredictable for me all the time i last year when i before i first win i think that year is going to be my last year for trying out this tournament but after i won so um uh, after I won, I start to try again this year, and then I I thought again, oh, it's gonna be a last year for me this year. Maybe it's a time to leave and and won again. It's like what's gonna I don't know what's gonna happen next two tournaments and also next year. I'm I'm very excited to um, right. seeing my unpredictable life. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the great thing about uh, about youth is you've got so much life ahead of you. Uh, and there's so many opportunities. And even if for some reason, um, hopefully that won't happen, but even for some reason, if golf uh, on the professional stage uh, doesn't go quite the way maybe you uh, envision it to be, you've got a very good start to your career, and you can go a long ways with the experience that you, you gained here. And let me explain very quickly what I mean, and then I'm going to let you respond. I've always equated golf to mimicking life in so many ways. And the example that I use is this. When you're out in the, in the golf course, there's a lot of obstacles, whether it be bunkers, whether it be water hazards, you know, rough, what have you, that you have to navigate your way around. And life is very much like that as well. There are different challenges and obstacles in life that we have to find ways of navigating. So if you can work some of those challenges out on the golf course, that will then help you work and navigate some of those challenges that you're going to face in your everyday life. So as you develop your skills out in the golf course, think of it this way. I'm also developing uh, and improving my skills in my everyday life. So whether you win, lose, or draw on the, on the Symmetra Tour or even out on the LPJ Tour, you're developing lifelong skills that are going to help you no matter what you choose to do from this point forward. 
Do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, when you, while you were saying that, I was thinking like, oh, I feel like I'm more close to sociopaths. But <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's well, both. I, think of, I mean, every week yeah. we're competing, and we're not getting, uh, when we are not getting reached to our goal. I feel like, oh, hate my life or hate my um, social life too. I don't want to talk with anyone. But yeah, but. We're learning every week for sure. I mean, got to be. Well, and, and let me just say this. Uh, again, we've, we've interviewed a number of other Symmetra Tour players here on the show throughout this, this past season and, and the previous seasons. And I can assure you, virtually every single girl, no matter how many tournaments they've won or come close to winning, they all feel the same way. There's weeks they get out there, they're really excited, they're kind of jazzed up about what's going to happen that week, and then there's other weeks they're thinking, what am I doing here? I, I, you know, I should be doing something else. I just, you know, and they want to give up. So that's just, again, as I was just mentioning a moment ago, that's part of life. You're going to have those ups and down challenges, and how yeah. you handle them is is how whether you're going to be successful or not. Success does not, is not equated by how much money you have in the bank. It's how you handle life in general and how you reflect yourself to other people. So if you're positive and, and you're reaching out, and, and this brings me to a, a point that I want to talk to uh, that we talked about off air, is how you project yourself. The image that you project outwards uh, can either be positive or negative. And you have a very positive image, and I'm going to explain to the, to the folks listening exactly what I mean. <laughs> You did something very, very unique uh, that you should be proud of. And after the, the trophy ceremony, uh, you announced that you were going to donate $5,000 of your 22500 winner's check to the LPGA USGA Girls Golf. Um, and it also mirrors what you did after the previous tournament. Uh, last year, you donated uh, $15,000 um, uh, you know, from uh, your winnings on that Uh so that says a lot about your character that obviously it's important to you to give back. Talk a little bit about that, why you wanted to give back to the LPG uh, Girls Golf Program. Um, first of all, I really wanted to um, – I was dreaming about donating my first check. Um, because um, The reason why um, – I've been um, – when I growing up, I have other people, they – they try to help other people who cannot, well, sometimes it can be a hospital fee or it can be, it can be something, a scholarship. I mean, they try, try hard to help them a lot. And um, yeah, I think that kind of inspired me a lot. Um, so I, someday if I, if I have a, have a chance of winning, get a winning check, oh, I really wanted to donate um, really useful place. And um and I've been um there's a lot of girls too on the LPG they donated uh to charity to maybe it can be a like tornado like um damaged place or yeah, I've been watching them too. So um yeah, I mean I really appreciate I had a chance to, you know, donate. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's um again, I think that's very, very important. You know, it, it, people that, you know, watch from the outside and they see, you know, professional golfers winning this money, 
Um, and they think, well, you know, lucky them. I wish I was in their position. But they don't see a lot of the good thing. They think, well, they're just, you know, stuffing that money in the bank or buying this or buying that. And, you know, obviously there's certain things that you're going to, along the way, you're going to treat yourself to, and, you, and it's well-deserved. But there's another side that a lot of people don't see, and that's particularly why I wanted to point that out, Heyman, is I wanted to give the folks an opportunity to understand that it's not just about winning the money for you and, and obviously the tournaments and the accolades. It's about doing something good uh, with that particular win, and you wanted to give something back. That's going to help the next young lady coming along, uh, maybe giving her a leg up or giving her an opportunity to be able to go out there and, and sort of follow in your footsteps. So I think that, again, as I said a moment ago, I think is really an attestment to your character. And even though you're somewhat of an introvert, um, you, in an extrovert way, uh, give from the heart. And that's a, a wonderful quality to have. So, uh, again, congratulations, not only on the win, but on being a, a wonderful person. Oh, thank you. And um, I'm really careful about that, that comment. Like, I... Many people, not many people were doing it. You did it, and um, I, I um, why you didn't? Why didn't I, um, you know, keep the money in the bank to buy something uh, good for me myself? But I really careful about that comment because um, I know um, it's really hard uh, hard to travel and travel this tour. It's not uh, right. It costs a lot, and all we we get paid very little. I mean, if there's a girls get paid a lot, but still, it's it's on their situation. I just I respond. I, I I mean, I respect all the people, all the people's situation. I don't know sure uh, how much they struggle with the payments, or I'm just I, that 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 reason. I really appreciate my parents, and they never um keep only. Um, my parents encouraged me to help them help someone someone if you if I can not if I cannot mm-hmm. I mean if I can so yeah because of sure. that I think I start to thinking about it not I mean I don't really um, if I have a chance to there's a lot of people uh, keep encouraging the girls schools uh, like it's junior golf and they uh, take, uh, they make the time for them to cheer them up and uh, sharing their time. But uh, I tried once, but I, I feel like um, I don't. I mean, I had to learn uh, how to uh, take the time with them. But still, it's, it's so much harder than playing golf for me. Like, oh, I don't know right. what to tell right. them. Well, my language is okay, right. or did I do I make them uncomfortable? Just when when I feel that, I'm sure the kids feel the same way. Oh, I'm I'm still very uncomfortable being with her, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm you know what I'm saying, like that kind right. of stuff. Well, I, know I exactly. wish I could do it better. Yeah. Well, here let me just say this, uh, sort of in closing, hey man, and and maybe this will help you to understand. Um, let me address first what you were talking about. I appreciate and understand what you meant about the comment, the the compliment. Um, because it can be um, very difficult sometimes to receive that because there are others out there that maybe uh, don't donate or, or don't do that. And that, that's not a reflection, a negative reflection on them. They give back in other ways, like you just mentioned. You know, maybe yeah, they're yeah. going out and volunteering. They're volunteering their time. So everybody has a, a place in this world and has a way of, of giving back, and it doesn't always have to be monetarily. That was just something that was on your heart, and you choose to do that. 
And let me answer something um, that you just said a moment ago about, you know, maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable and not assuring, uh, assuring how to, you know, maybe give back in other ways. You have to give back the way that makes you feel comfortable and confident. And I'm going to use myself very quickly as an example. You know, when I was very, very young, I was extremely shy and, and not very comfortable talking, uh, you know, in front of any groups, let alone a large group. And that was a skill that I developed. I chose to do that through um, being involved in sales and obviously getting into the golf business as an instructor and, and so forth. Um, for me to go out and compete on the PGA Tour, that's just not going to happen. But for me to be able to teach somebody else the necessary skills to maybe go out and play golf like you do, that I can do quite easily. So we each have a gift, if you will, or gifts in some cases, and you just have to find what gift fits into your mold and work with that. So it doesn't matter what somebody else does, and you should never feel guilty uh, about uh, expressing your gifts, whether it be through monetary donations or through uh, getting involved in a junior league and helping them grow and develop. If that's not something that you're comfortable or feel confident in doing, then that may be not something that uh, is good for you. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that's not something particularly that you might be comfortable with. So you have to go with your strengths. And uh, either way, regardless of what you do, it's helping other people. And that's what's important. Yeah. I appreciate that comment. Well, that comes with age. <laughs> so I can guarantee I'm a, a probably I'm probably a lot older than you. So that comes with age and experience. Well, hey man, I, I want to. Uh, unfortunately, our time is out, but uh, I want to thank you very much for for joining me this morning uh, on the Women of Golf Show. It's been very very interesting, and I really appreciate um, not only what you do as a golfer, um, but what you do as a human being. And I wish you nothing but much continued success and luck. And I hope that you'll come back and join us again on the show. And uh, maybe next time Cindy will, uh, will be here and get a chance to talk with her because she's uh, a wealth of knowledge as well. So, um, but uh, God bless you and, and uh, go out there and, and do well uh, in the next tournament. And I hope you uh, continue to succeed, could succeed on your path. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it too. You're, you're very welcome. Have a great day. Thank you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, my first very special guest, Heyman Kim, of course, uh, the winner of the Murphy USA El Dorado shootout. Uh, and uh, just a, a lovely young lady, just very, very uh, giving of her time. And uh, just obviously uh, is, like so many out there, grinding it week in, week out on the Symmetra Tour and obviously uh, was successful in her second win out there, uh, on tour and uh, my next guest has actually been on the show she was on july 31st and uh, we were celebrating uh, another win and uh, she's back here again uh, a little over a month maybe month and a half uh, celebrating her second win of the season of course i'm talking about kendall die uh, the winner of the second annual guardian championship which just of course took place let me tell you a little bit more about her and then I will bring her on to, to join me. Uh, Kendall, of course, is a proud University of Oklahoma alumna and who came away with her fourth uh, career Symmetra Tour title on Sunday in the second annual Guardian Championship, as I mentioned. 
uh, contested on the uh, Senator course at Capitol Hill of the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Prattville, Alabama. Uh, she recorded a 16 under par overall performance to win the event by one shot. Uh, and uh, with that victory, she becomes the first player on the Symmetra Tour this season to capture uh, win number two. And uh, following uh, that result, she jumped 16 spots in the Volvic race for the cards, number seven. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned many times before, at the end of the season, the top 10 in the Volvic race for the card earned their LPGA Tour membership for 2019 season. So uh, let me welcome back uh, Kendall Dye. Good morning, Kendall. Good morning. Welcome. How are you? How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Not a problem. Thank you for for coming back and and uh, congratulations on uh, win number two this season. That's a that's a pretty big feat. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, after I had my win in Albany, I figured that was kind of fun, so I might as well try and do that again. And thankfully, uh, <laughs> I got it within uh, <laughs> the end of the year. I was hoping for it a little bit sooner, but I am blessed to get another one. Well, um, let me just bring people up to speed. Of course, you were on, as I mentioned, July 31st on the show uh, as the winner of the 34th annual uh, Fusilo Kia Classic in New York, uh, which was win number two for the season. But this is actually win number four uh, for your Symmetra Tour career. So you've really uh, you've racked up the wins here on tour. So congratulations for that. That has to give you a big boost of confidence when you're out there playing week in, week out, correct? Yeah, um, you know, I've been playing, I've been playing well, and uh, even though it didn't show in the last two weeks when I was missing cuts and making some random large numbers, um, I just knew that in my bones that something good was, was going to happen in the final three weeks. Thankfully, I've have, have had a win on the coming golf course that we've got going on in Longwood. Um, you know, I haven't had that much success in Prattville. Uh, I played that golf course my rookie year on the LPGA, so I've played it many a times. But I had one of my best buddies come up from Clearwater, Florida, to caddy for me, and together we're dangerous. Uh, we got my card together last fall in, uh, at Q School, so I was grateful to have him come up and make it back down for the final two events. But um, I just knew that, you know, after I got that lead on Friday – I mean, I I never really imagined anybody else winning. To be dead honest, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be mine. I thought this is definitely going to be my week. And uh, you know, even late on Sunday when I saw it, I was down too. I think it was a pretty crazy leaderboard. I wasn't really um, in the know about what was going on, but when I saw I was down too, it's just a few to play. I thought, well, that's not how I envisioned. But okay, I just gotta go make a few more birdies, and uh, thankfully got the job done without having to go into a playoff. Wow. Um, and, and I want to talk about that in just a minute, but I want to go back to the course for a second. Um, first off, what did you make of the course in Prattville? I mean, you obviously are familiar with it and that. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of rain this season here, so um, I'm sure that the, the course, uh, even though we haven't had rain here in the last, uh, at least we haven't had it here in Florida for the last week or so, but I know uh, Alabama's had quite a bit uh, this summer and that. Um, how were the conditions on the course this year um, in, in the tournament? Were, were the course, was it pretty soft? Was it, uh, had it firmed up a little bit or, or how were the conditions? Well, they were pure. I mean, the greens were so durable. Uh, they were slick, which was, which was nice. They were receptive, <laughs> which, you know, how firm, fast, receptive are the greens? That was uh, on point. 
Um, and it seemed like every putt I had was downhill. So it kind of took the guesswork out of, you know, I just barely had to get things going. And any time I ever did have an uphill putt, <laughs> it was kind of hard for me. But um, right. the, the fairways were, I mean, it was in the best shape I've ever seen it. And, um, you know, we did get a rainstorm that Saturday night and that kind of delayed things right. going into Sunday morning. But um, they did such a wonderful job and extremely hot and humid. And uh, this old gal, yes, I got sick. I got six the prior week in Arkansas from uh, from the heat, so I was still a little behind the eight ball. But thankfully, that was my biggest feat was just surviving. So did that. Yeah. Well, and and that's something too that a lot of people don't realize. I mean, you're out in that golf course, um, you know, for several days in a row, and not just playing on the golf course, but you've got to practice and you know warm up in that. So you're outside in that heat for a lot. People just don't appreciate. Um, just how much, especially here in the South, how much that zaps your energy. Um, and you know, obviously, yeah. And that course in, in, um, in Prattville, of course, has been a, uh, host site for the LPGA tournament, uh, for, for several years now. And I know a lot of the young girls love that, that golf course. And, and obviously you, you, uh, appreciate it as well. Um, Let's go back to what you were just mentioning about here. You, you come into the, the final round uh, of the, the championship trailing by two shots, uh, but ultimately ended up shooting a, a six under par 66, which, of course, erased that deficit. What do you say to yourself? Because you, you came off, obviously, on Saturday, you had a, a rain delay, and, and that sort of held you off. So mentally, you're kind of coming out of the tournament for a moment. Uh, it might be an hour. It could be two hours. I'm not sure how long the delay was. Um, but that sort of takes you out of, of your game mentality, and then you've got to you know, come back in and sort of turn it back on. What do you say to yourself to sort of push forward uh, when you're coming from behind, especially coming off a delay like that? Well, thankfully, um, on Saturday, uh, I saw the rain coming. It was pretty neat. We had a couple of rainbows out there, but we were finished. My group finished, so I I ran back to my hotel, took a one hot second shower, and went to watch my uh, OU football game. So I had no issue with the delay. Uh, it was only about two groups that were still out there that needed to finish on Sunday morning. Okay. So, I mean, any time I've ever won, we've had a delay in red weather, but it, it didn't affect me whatsoever. It might have pushed my tea time back, you know, 30 minutes on Sunday afternoon, but I had no effect whatsoever. Yeah, and and that's good. I mean, that's that's a bonus because I know sometimes if if it happened had it happened earlier in the round and you had to sit out, you know, um, and then come back on Sunday and maybe finish half a round, um, and then have to play you know a full round again on Sunday in order to to finish the tournament, that can be a little bit more daunting. But when you're behind um, in a tournament, even though it's only two shots, when you're playing against some other tough competitors like that mentally you've got to really stay sharp because it, it can, you know, as, as I was just talking to Heyman Kim who won, uh, I guess it was the week before you, uh, you know, she came out in her final round uh, again, you know, being ahead of the game and ended up in her first eight holes shot three uh, bogeys. So that kind of derailed that momentum a little bit. When you're coming from behind Kendall, is it important for you to really, sort of dig deep and stay really focused on your game or, or what do you do? Like what's the process that you do to say, okay, I've got to come back. Uh, I'm ahead a couple of shots here. I want to keep that lead uh, or I'm behind a couple of shots. What do you do if you're behind in order to mentally prepare yourself and say, okay, I, I've got to get the job done here. 
Well, my focus never changes no matter where I am in the golf tournament. Um, the biggest thing for me is just staying patient and positive um, up until the very last hole. Uh, I knew that all the girls around me, I mean, one of AC Tangway, she's a, a sooner just like I am. I mean, all these girls are great golfers. And I gave myself yeah. so many opportunities. And uh, I just knew that if I continued to hit a lot of greens and hit them in the right quadrants, then I was going to have, you know, plenty of opportunities. And uh, after Saturday, only finishing three under, I thought, okay, it's probably my ho-hum bad round, hopefully. Um, you know, I missed, uh, I think, three <laughs> – I know, I know, I know it's crazy, but that golf course, I tell you what, you can go crazy low out there, and especially if you can head a little further, you can take different lines, um, but, you know, I knew that it was going to be hard for AC to go 66, 66, 66, but I knew that a 10 under round was probably out there for anybody that was playing well, and hopefully me, you know, even though I did shoot 7 under that first round, six hundred that final round. I mean, it could have been everyone can say that, but I mean I gave myself so right. many looks. Thankfully I made the putts when I needed to, but um there's never a shift in focus or uh, you know, maybe a game plan, but thankfully I didn't have to. I mean seventeen is kind of a crazy par five. They pushed us up about forty yards, but I told my caddy and he's had experience out there as well. I said, let's just go make birdie the easy way. I don't need any drama late in the day. And, and unfortunately, I missed the seven-footer uh, birdie putt from above the hole, made par, thought, okay, that's probably giving one back to the field because I knew that the girls behind me were probably going to maybe be a little aggressive or at least make birdie. And unfortunately, yeah. um, I'm not real sure what went down, but they, they made, a, a, you know, mistakes. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, experience is everything. You just, you just maintain your same pace, you know. You don't speed up when things get you know in the hunt um but i do like to be uh i like to hunt i don't like to be hunted apparently anytime i've ever won i believe uh i've come from behind so um this is just a repeat in history i guess well and and you you kind of mimic another very well-known player of course on the men's side who just happened to win this past weekend of course i'm talking about tiger woods uh you know very seldomly throughout his career with with few exceptions um, you know, a lot of times he would come from behind. Um, he was very much like Nicholas. You know, he would be behind a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, there would be this charge on the leaderboard, and it was just like everybody just fell on their sword and uh, let him pass on through. So, you know, maybe that works well in, in your game plan is that um, obviously you're, you're a more aggressive player than maybe others on there, but, um, you know, maybe coming from behind gives you um, – you know, that, that sort of mindset that, okay, I've got to now make my charge, and that really gets you fired up maybe more so than if you had – not that you wouldn't like a five-shot lead, but maybe <laughs> yeah. that gives you a, a, well, a, an added incentive to, you know, come come from behind. Um, what do you think about I that? Mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, sports psychology comes into play like no other. I mean, you know, people get – nervous or amped up and I mean adrenaline is definitely a part of it I think I was a little amped up the entire day um but I pride myself on always playing smart and controlling my emotions no matter if I'm you know having the lead or not having the lead it's just so important to maintain um just being calm and having fun and staying in the moment and sometimes you have to trick your brain of okay you know I remember when I first won in 2014 on Symmetra Tour, I had to tell myself, you lost, 
I had a, a, a par three to finish, and there was an out of bounds right and left. And you lost. Just go hit the green, two putt, and get on out of here. And so that just kind of lowers your heart rate and just gets you focused on the shot at hand. I mean, you just really have to trick your mind into thinking, okay, I'm, you know, at my home course, having a nice little casual round. You know, you got to take the importance out of it sometimes just so that you can go and play your best. So there's little tricks and that comes with experience, but um, I'm, I'm very proud of myself for how I handled it and how uh, we got the job done late, late on Sunday. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. You have to find things that put you in the right mindset um, to be able to play your best. And, and what might work for you might not work for another player. Um, so you have to right. sort of, you know, really, you know, work through the process. As you say, that's where the, the sports psychology kind of comes in. And, and uh, you have to really understand and know yourself and know your limitations because, again, everybody is different. Some people – uh, are, are more A-type personality, and others are a little bit more reserved. Um, now, you've obviously, as you mentioned, you've got a lot of experience, uh, you know, playing out on tour, um, and you're in very, very good position right now in the Volvic race for the card. So obviously, I know that um, that's going to be, you know, a little bit in the forefront as well, maintaining that position or improving that position to make sure that you're going to get in to the LPJ next year. Um, We've got, what, a couple of tournaments left for the season? Is that correct? Two tournaments, yeah, I think? Yeah, just, just two tournaments, seven seven rounds. Yeah, so um, what are you going to do? Are you going to stick with the game plan that you always do, or is there anything different that you might do uh, in, in order to close out the season on even a bigger high than what you've done now? Well, I sure would like to go and um, – <laughs> go get two more wins to finish out the season. But um, I was a little uh, unsure of what my plans were going to be for this upcoming event because it's only about an hour and a half from where I live in Tampa. Um, but we, right. we haven't been home since the 4th of July. And yesterday was my 24 hours of being at home. And uh, I had some friends over in St. Pete last night. We were going to go to the Monday night football game. Angela Stanford was over there at Chris Mollis' house, and they were begging for for us to come over and celebrate her win, my win. So I said, I'm going to put life away and let's just go have fun. So um, I might do exactly what I did last week and show up on Wednesday night and have one little uh, pro-am on Thursday and uh, game time on Friday. Got the same caddy. And uh, like I said, he's a professional golfer. and He's had two wins out there. I've had a win out there. So very familiar with the golf course. Uh, the most important thing is just learning the green speeds and um, how they're reacting. And then I'll mosey on over to Daytona and have a relaxing, hopefully, final week over there. And uh, another golf course I'm very familiar with, unfortunately, because of Q School, this and that over the years. So um, very familiar with both courses. Happy to be uh, near where I'm living and uh, get to drive my own Jeep and uh, see some familiar faces <laughs> in the next two weeks. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, people are like, How are you going to change your game plan, this and that? No, I'm just going to go play to win. I'm going to play smart. I feel good about my golf game. Um, the most important thing, I mean, we've had six weeks in a row to finish. So, And, and on top of that, right. I've been adding some programs that are in Milwaukee or wherever. And um, So the most important thing is just resting. It's not necessarily beating balls late into the season. It's just maintaining um, and, and having all these feel-good things. And um, so I'm ready to go. I'm just uh, sleep and rest is most important for me personally right now. 
And, of course, throwing in a little bit of football uh, doesn't hurt either, correct? You mentioned yeah, you went to, I mean, uh, wanted to go, <laughs> go and watch the OSU uh, compete. So um, are, you're going to be obviously cheering them on through the season. Uh, OU. I don't, yeah, University of Oklahoma. I'm definitely not OSU. I'm sorry, oh, I'm, I'm sorry OU. I'm, I'm sorry, OU. I'm That's sorry. all right. You're right. That's I'm, okay. I'm That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, we had a little scare last week against Army, and it was pay-per-view, so I was going crazy uh, not being able to watch uh, the whole game. But um, the only thing I've got going on right now is maybe the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State football game later this year. But um, I've got a lot of fun things planned for the offseason, but I would need to go take care of my golf in the next two weeks in order for those fun things to happen um, trip-wise. But, yeah, we we, uh, love our football, so it keeps us busy when we're not on the golf course. We like to – um, well, <laughs> we're in a few too many pools right now, but it keeps us busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know what? You've got to have a little bit of fun, and you've got to, you know, sometimes you have to turn the brain off from golf. I mean, I know that's important to you, and obviously you, you're you a competitor, and you've got to stay in the mindset, but also you've got to have time uh, for Kendall outside of golf as well because, as you said, you've just been coming off – you know, basically six weeks straight of travel and, and playing and, and that, and that wears a lot. Does the travel get to you, uh, as I'm sure it does to most, um, when you're, especially when you're playing, you know, five, six weeks in a row like that, does it sometimes just get to you and you say, you know, I, I need a break? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I am definitely addicted to the road. I hardly ever say no to opportunities. I mean, last week in Arkansas when I missed the cut, my friend Dory Carter called and said, do you want to – go to Fort Worth on, you know, Tuesday and let's do a surprise party for our best buddy, Angela Stanford, who just won the Evian. And I said, sure, let's go. <laughs> and, and, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, am I doing the right things for me in order to win? And, you know, thankfully things worked out. You know, I had a lot of fun. My, you know, heart and soul was refreshed by seeing great friends. And so when you're happy in your life, I feel like you're going to play happier. And, um, you know, uh, been able to see my family a lot in the last few weeks. And um, so just things are going well for me. Um, I've finished off, I don't know if you're familiar, I'm with Golf for Africa, and I've filled yes. um, this this campaign the last in this last week of $50,000 making my system over in Zambia. So I'm really proud of that accomplishment. But I keep myself crazy busy, but also I love – KD time where I'm just chilling and uh, have nothing on the schedule. So <laughs> that's what I've got going on the next two weeks is just a little bit of relaxation and uh, play golf and, and just, you know, get my work done and then relax. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree wholeheartedly. Now, uh, again, I know you, you've won a number of times on tour um, and, you know, every tournament, of course, you, you, you get a check. And uh, obviously some of that has to go to pay expenses and things like that. But do you make a point of just taking a little bit um, and saying, I want to do something just for me? Um, I want to maybe buy myself something a little special, nothing <laughs> maybe necessarily too fancy, uh, or maybe treat yourself to, uh, you know, a nice spa day or something. Is there something that you special that you like to do? Um, when when you win a tournament like that, just sort of celebrate your own personal celebration? Um, you know, 
we have a deal. There's there's four of us best girlfriends, Dory Carter, Christy McPherson, and Angel Stanford, myself. And we always say if you have a top ten finish, then you've got to take us all out for, like, a nice Ruth's Chris steak dinner. And uh, so that would be oh, wow. something that I would splurge on. And uh, thankfully, Angela has a lot racked up. So we're going to go cash in tomorrow night. <laughs> but, you know, Spectacure pays a little differently. So normally it's like a nice right. sushi dinner on my end. It's just still expensive, but, um, you know, I, uh, I enjoy wine and, uh, I drink wine like I am a major <laughs> champion on the LPJ tour. So I make more putts. I need to make a lot of putts in order to afford my wine club membership. So that's probably something that I, right. I like to spend my money on, but you know, life's too short to drink bad wine. That's how I feel. <laughs> that I, I couldn't agree wholeheartedly. I, I concur. Um, so, yeah, and you have to be you have to be able to do you know something like that. I mean, you you've earned it, you've worked hard, and uh, you know obviously you, you don't have to go crazy with it, but you have to do something that's a little special to you. And and I think the most important thing that you said um, several times actually through through our discussion is is really spending time with good friends. Um, and, yeah. and obviously you've, you've made, you've made a point of doing that. And also too, you know, it just coincidentally, you happen to have good friends that, that do the same thing that you do. So you can kind of, uh, encourage one another along, along your journey, even though there may be times that you might have to compete, um, against one another, right. uh, you still obviously <clears throat> remain friends and are able to go out there and celebrate with one another. And, um, and, uh, you're going to be out there on the LPJ tour and you're going to, your your wine stock is going to go up, I'm sure. And uh, I, I, just, I just may I just may have to I may have to invest uh, and and I might get a windfall myself uh, by investing in that wine stock. So uh, so let me know when that happens. But um, but uh, again, Kendall, congratulations again on win number two this season. It's uh, an honor and a pleasure to have you come back on the show. And uh, if you win. Uh, one or both of the uh, the next two tournaments, uh, you're coming back. So uh, I'll have to come come up with some different questions to ask you on those occasions. But if not, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and much continued success and enjoy uh, the next uh, couple of weeks and enjoy your time off. Thank you. It's always, always good to be on your show. Thank you for having me. All right. You're very, very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, that was uh, Kendall Dye, of course, uh, from the University of Oklahoma alumna uh, and uh, recent Symmetra Tour winner, uh, and that's OU, not OSU, and my apologies, Kendall, for, uh, for my error, uh, slip of the tongue, but uh, she won, of course, the uh, uh, second annual Guardian Championship here just this past uh, weekend. Uh, at the Robert Trent Jones course in Prattville, Alabama, which is uh, a frequent stop, of course, for uh, the LPJ. And uh, it is a great course. I have not played it, but I have been there. And uh, I know that most of the people that I've ever spoken to, in fact, I would say all of the people that I've spoken to, uh, all uh, resoundingly say the same thing, that uh, they love playing the course and um, that uh, it's just a, a great uh, host facility. So, um, again, congratulations to both of the ladies uh, on the show this morning, uh, Heyman Kim, uh, and again, Kendall Dye. Congratulations, ladies, on your win on the Smet Tour. Um, and thank you to all the listeners.
for faithfully tuning in each and every week and listening to uh, Cindy and I. Of course, Cindy not here this week, but um, thank you for for tuning in. We we appreciate it, and it's really uh, through your uh, listenership and your participation in tuning into the broadcast each and every week that uh, help to make it a successful uh, broadcast. And we enjoy uh, speaking with all of the great young ladies and also some of the other uh, more seasoned veterans of the golf professional. Uh, and uh, we enjoy having them on. And um, we're going to continue to bring some interesting discussion to the panel and to the uh, discussions here on the women of golf. So hope you'll continue to tune in. Let me just remind everybody, of course, uh, some great ways to tune in. If for some reason you missed this morning's broadcast or you're tuning a little bit later and you want to listen uh, to some of the earlier uh, discussion, just go to blogtalkradio.com, type in women of golf, and that will take you uh, to the, the main page where you are and you can just uh, scroll down. Or uh, if you're already on there, you can just scroll down in a little bit and the uh, to the on-demand section and the recorded version of today's broadcast uh, will then be available and you can go back and listen to uh, any of the parts that you miss. Uh, or you can go back and listen to some of the previously aired broadcasts. Uh, as an example, um, last week, of course, we had uh, the legendary Marilyn Smith and, of course, Debbie Wakus, uh, another two great professionals as they gear up for the 10th annual Marilyn Smith uh, LPJ charity uh, classic, which is uh, going to be on October 1st, Monday, October 1st, uh, out in Arizona. So you can go to Marilyn uh, Smith's uh, LPJ Charity Classic um, uh, uh, website and get more information uh, there as well. Um, but I want to thank again everybody for tuning in. And Cindy will be back next week. We'll have uh, another uh, interesting show for you. So I hope you'll uh, be sure to tune in. But on that note, I'm Ted Odorico. Thank you for joining us this morning uh, on the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.